So the title of the message is Leaving Solid Ground. All right. Leaving Solid Ground. And the next line says, God is calling us to a higher dimension. And that's what those stairs represent into the clouds. It's calling us to a different dimension. One that we are, that is not ruled by our senses. Because our senses tell us where we, where our boundaries of safety lie, okay? We know that, uh, uh, that if you are, if I'm standing on this floor, it, my senses tell me whether this floor is sturdy enough, safe enough, amen? My smell will tell me that, oh, I don't smell any fire in this room, but if I smell smoke, you understand what I'm saying? then my senses tell me that that's not a safe place for me to be. Or if my eyes see someone or see something that my mind designates as a threat. So, all, so our senses are our, the way that we protect ourselves. So once we step beyond that road where that road ends and all of a sudden there's nothing but sky and stairs leading into the sky, we know now that we're in a dimension where we cannot depend on our five senses as a way to protect us or for a way for us to assess, okay, where we are, okay? It's, it's a whole another way of understanding our safety zone because, you know, we're talking about our life hanging in the balance. We're talking about uh, our plans, our, our hopes, our dreams. Everything is, is on the line now, amen? So I want to, I want to, I want to, I, this is like such a perfect scripture. If you look at this grassy knoll, this road that comes to an end, and then you see nothing but sky and a stairway bidding you to come. And so that scripture is in Jeremiah 33 and 3. We've said it so many times. Okay, we know it. It says, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jeremiah 33, yeah, God is saying, I wanna show you a dimension, okay? And a place that may not fit with what is familiar and what you know to be uh, a place of safety, a place, a zone where you can operate in your senses. He says, but if you call on me, now let me ask you this. Why would anybody call on me and expect God to answer and to show great and mighty things which you did? Why, why is God saying, call on me and I'll show you some things? Why would you want to see that? Why would you want to see things that you cannot discover in the dimension with your five senses where you are? Um, I, I know I'm asking you some heavy duty questions, but I'm going to do what they did uh, when, when, I was, uh, when I was a baby, my mother told me um, that, uh, that when, before they had baby food, what the old folks would do, they would taste a piece of chicken and, they, and the mother would chew it up in her mouth, okay, until it was fine, and then she put it in the baby's mouth. So I'm going to try to chew on this a little bit, okay, so that uh, you can get this down. But the, but the Bible says, call on me, this is God talking, and I will answer you. So apparently, Jeremiah, since this is the book of Jeremiah, had some questions, right? And God says, okay, I see that you have some questions. He says, if you call on me, 
He says, I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Okay? Now, why, why, would, why is Jeremiah calling on God? Why does he need answers? Does anybody in here need answers that your five senses cannot access? In, did I chew that up enough for you? Anybody in here ever have issues that your five senses cannot explain or access? I mean, you watch the news, okay? And one, one minute they're saying one thing, one minute you're saying something else. You don't know who's on whose side, who's behind, what, what's going on. You don't know what's happening with the economy. You don't know why the pharmaceutical company has so many commercials on, you know. You don't know, you know, why America has more black uh, African-American prisons than China that has, you know, three times the population. We don't understand any of this, okay? You know, and, and everybody has an explanation, you know, some of them make sense, some of them don't make sense. But the point is, and here we are in the middle of this, and our senses, okay, all we have about it is an opinion or like no opinion at all. I mean, we just like rolling in it because I don't know what to do. I can't change these crazy people that are doing all this crazy stuff. What am I supposed to do? Move to another country? What other country? You know what I mean? Is it better than this? I don't know. They're complaining. They're trying to get over here. So what, what am I supposed to So you're caught, you know, it's, a lot of people feel trapped in a maze of confusion, of understanding, and everybody has an ideology. Everybody has a philosophy. Everybody has an explanation to the right, to the left, in the middle, you know, to up and down. But God says, if you call on me, he said, you have questions? He says, I will answer. He said, but, but this, is the, this is the catch about God's answer. He says, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And what happens is, and I was just telling you a little earlier about that whole internet piece, you know, and why you need to carry the Bible Bible, the real paperback Bible. A lot of times what God reveals to us do not fit our cultural norms. They don't fit in, okay? We're like, God, what? You really want me to tell them what? You know, this is, this is you don't understand, you know, the people, well, you know, this is, I'm going to divert for a minute. In the book of uh, Ezekiel, um, God comes down and pays Ezekiel a personal visit. He actually, if you read Ezekiel 1, he actually comes down in a spaceship. I'm not kidding, okay? It says it was a bronze ship with flashing lights. Angels jump out, you know. And uh, yeah, it's true, okay? You read Ezekiel 1, okay, it's right there. And so he pays Ezekiel a personal visit, you know, uh, and he comes down. And uh, so Ezekiel's listening. He says, listen, I want you to go tell the children of Israel to repent. To, they need to turn from their darkness and their dark ways. Go and tell them that I said repent. In the next sentence, he says this to Ezekiel. He says, this is Ezekiel chapter 2. He says, now when you tell them to repent and tell them to change and stop doing what they're doing, they ain't going to hear you. Because these are stiff-necked people, okay? They already got their mind made up. They're doing their thing. They're not going to listen. Now, if I was Ezekiel, I would say, now, I know you're God, and I know you're everything, but why would you want me to go and tell the children of Israel to repent, and then tell me, when you tell them to repent, they're not going to repent? So, what's the point here? 
I mean, you know, why you come down in a spaceship, you know what I'm saying, with your whole entourage of angels to tell me to tell them to repent, knowing that they're not going to repent? What is the point here, you know? And he doesn't answer Ezekiel. He says, just do what I say. So now I have to come thousands of years later and ask God, okay, you didn't answer Ezekiel, but I need an answer. And God told me something very, very profound. Because if you call on him, he will answer you. And he will show you things that you know not of. So I asked him the question. I said, why do you have Ezekiel tell these people to do this, knowing they're not going to do it? And God said something very profound to me. You know what he said? He said, so when they stand in the judgment, they can't say that they didn't know. Whoa. I don't know about you, but that, that made t- I had to take a step back. He says, I'm a just God. So if I tell you something, it's a certain way. If I tell you to do something, and then you don't do it, you can't stand before me in glory and say, well, God, I didn't know that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah, you knew. You know, I came down in a spaceship. I went on talk to the prophet. Said, I've been telling you for the last 3,000 years. And you still haven't listened. Okay? But somebody here always hears God. Okay? But you can't say that you didn't know. The gospel is going to be preached around the world before Jesus comes back. But guess what? Guess what? Everybody ain't going to, you know, some people are going to die believing what they believe. Okay? And that is their prerogative, as Bobby Brown would say. Okay? You know? But the point is that you can't say that you didn't know. Okay? So, but, but the point that I'm making back here, back to the point is, he says, if you call on me, I will answer, and I will show you things, not just things, but great and mighty things, things that will blow your mind kind of things, okay? Which you did not know, because they cannot be humanly known. And that's where God wants. You see those steps, lady? He says, he, I want to take you into another dimension that defies your senses. They have a, they have a show now. And uh, what's that guy that was married to? Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon? He has a show. Is it called, it's called Real or Fake. Okay? And they, they run these videos, and then they ask the panel, do you think this is real, or do you think they faked it? You know, and made it up. Some of that stuff looks so real. You know, I'm like, oh, no, you can't fake something like that. He said, no, it's a fake. You understand what I mean? So what happens is that there are so many things out there now that, you know, it's hard to discern reality, you know, from what is being, what is delusion. I'm sorry, illusion, okay? You know the difference between an illusion and a delusion, do you? Anybody know? You know what the difference is? You don't know what the difference is. You know, I'm gonna tell you anyway, even though you know, okay? (laughs) An illusion has to do with something that is designed to trick your eye, okay? And so, what you see in these TV shows, real or fake, or you go to YouTube, real or fake, is that really, oh, that's fake, it's illusion. It's something that's designed to trick the eye. And mankind is really mastering the art of tricking the eye. Right now, it's entertainment. 
But when will it turn from entertainment to politics and economics and science and all, 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 all kind of arenas, okay? When will it persuade you without you even know that you're being persuaded? You understand what I mean? We don't know. But uh, that's an illusion designed to trick your, your eye. The difference between an illusion and a delusion, a delusion is when you want to believe something yourself. Okay, and you trick yourself into believing something. And everybody around you saying, what is wrong with you? You can't see that this one, the person you're with is not for you? You can't see that? Oh, well, see, he just, he just blacked my eye because his elbow slipped. You know, it wasn't, you know, he, he didn't mean to, you know, upside my head, you know, or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, you're delusional. You know, it's something that you choose to believe. You know, and so the, the Bible says in Second Thessalonians, he says, and the, the evil one, the prince of darkness, he will send strong delusion. And anybody that does not want to receive what God is saying will believe the lie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I'm not even yeah. in the message yet. Yeah, no, that's right. How do we protect our minds from this cultural onslaught of what is happening that, you know, that, you know, I find, you know, I was talking to my girlfriend uh, last night, and, and man, all of a sudden we're into it. You know, well, I don't think they should let Muslims, but I think the Mexicans are okay, and I think the, you know, but what about the other people? What about the ones that are blowing the public? And I'm like, what are we talking about? What, you know, what is this conversation about? I only want to know one thing. She said, what is that? Where are we having Thanksgiving dinner? Because, I mean, I can't, the other stuff is just too deep. I can't, you know, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Oh. Huh. So, God is calling us to a higher dimension because it is in the higher dimensions, and I'm going to break this down in a minute, that we begin to see things more clearly. And the more clearly we see things, the more you're going to find yourself in conflict with your culture. I'm just telling you the truth. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. The more clearly you see things, the more you're going to find yourself in conflict with your culture. And you're going to either open your mouth and take a lot of heat. They had a little thing on the internet. It was so cute. It says, this is what happens when you express your opinion on the internet. And it showed the guy from the Pirates of the Caribbean. He's running and like a thousand people are chasing him. You know, this is what happens when you express your opinion, okay? <laughs> You're going to get chased by the world. Either, either that or you keep it inside of yourself and you listen to all these conversations and you hear what God is saying and you just write it down in a notebook, okay? And now, even when I counsel people, and my husband will tell you this, I listen to what they have to say. Some of it is so bizarre, I just like, 
you know, I just feel, hear that music playing in the background. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. Like, what? So, so I'll listen, and I know that what I'm seeing is not going to work in this situation. So I have a little statement, and it's like one sentence. Let me go on record. That's what I said. Let me go on record. I will tell you what is going to happen, the end of this thing. I've been living on this planet for 70 years. I can tell you where this is going, okay? Now, you don't have to do it, but I just want you to know that when you come to this, what the old folks used to say, I told you so, without saying so. Instead of saying, I told you so, I just said, let me go on record with you. This is how this is going to come out. And if it don't, hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know something that I don't know. And I'm still learning. So hallelujah for still learning. Amen. A lot of people, you know, they get to a place they don't want to learn nothing new. You know? So I'm still learning. So if it don't work out that way, let me know. Because I'm still learning. Okay? All right? But God wants to take us to another dimension. I'm trying to preach. In order to go to another dimension, because, you know, hello, we've been talking about transition, moving from one place to another. You know, people coming, people going, people leaving. People coming, people going, people leaving, whatever. And it's about when, when we see things changing, it, it is about leaving solid ground. Leaving solid ground represents, on page two, represents leaving a place of security and comfort and moving into a new dimension. Solid ground is, are the things that I've tested and I've proven, it's tried, it ain't going to change. You know, my job pays me twice a month, okay? I know I'm off on Sundays once a month. I know that, you know, I get my insurance. I know blah, blah. That's solid ground. Okay, I know that as long as I'm living in my mama's basement, you know, you know, well, hey, mama goes to heaven, you're in trouble, you know. But everybody in, in our mind, a lot of us, you know, hey, we have stellar careers, you know, right here in this room, stellar careers, you know, hey, I'm, I'm doing well, you know, I got me my 401, 501, or 601K, you know. I have, you know, got life insurance, health insurance, you know, property, blah, 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 blah. That's your solid ground, okay? And let me tell you something. Any of that can slip away. No, that's right. Look at somebody say this. When something changes, it's not always a bad thing. Okay? It may feel like it at the time, you know? But sometimes God does what he does to move us to where? A new dimension. Okay? Now, um, Rod Parsley, uh, one of America's stellar preachers, his name, his church is Higher Dimensions. Okay? And uh, I'm just going to tell you the truth because I was uh, kind of academically challenged when it came to math and physics and stuff like that. So I'm not even sure that I understood 
what a dimension really is. What is a dimension, okay? So I had to like start from one, because like I said, when, when I was in school, when they had, when you had to take, you know, mandatory geometry and stuff like that, everybody else saw G-E-O-M-I-T-R-Y, geometry. I saw a monster with teeth hanging out of his mouth, you know, and, and horns, you know, and a claws, you know what I'm saying, looking back at me like, I dare you, okay? I'm going to eat you alive, okay? You know. That's like math, which is terrifying. So let's just, just uh, uh, but I want, I'll get to that in a minute, amen? So a dimension. So, so what does it take to leave your solid ground, that place where you just feel safe and all that kind of stuff, okay? So here's here points. Opportunity, okay? Anybody believe a place of security for an opportunity? What kind of opportunity? Huh? To move there? Yeah, and for an opportunity. What, what opportunity? For a job opportunity. So you left something that was secure, took your risk because it was an opportunity to do something else that you thought was going to work to your benefit. Okay. How about somebody that uh, had to move to a new dimension because of a challenge that you were facing? Huh? What kind of challenge? Moving to Los Angeles, I had Oh, okay. Where am I going to live? Okay, it's a challenge, okay? But it, it, it's moving you to another dimension, right? Okay. Okay. How many of you uh, had to move to a dimension trying to support somebody you love or somebody? Huh? Oh, okay. There's one back there. Back there. You know what I mean? It's like when, when I'm comfortable where I am. But in order to have your back, okay, I'm going to have to step out of my comfort zone help you and my place of solid ground to, 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 to have your back, okay? That's another reason, okay. Uh, how many of you ever stepped out uh, of your solid as a, because of a revelation from God? Something God told you to do. Yes, one over here, one. something God said, hey, this is, this is it. How many of you fought against that? Leave that crack, please. How many, how many of you fought against that revelation from God? Anyway? Anybody ever get a revelation down and say, wait a minute. You know, I, I know what's under my feet right now. You, you're talking transition here? Okay, you're talking about change? Why? And God is saying, why not? Okay? Why, why don't we just do this? All right? Okay, so we know that we leave, so there are reasons why we leave solid ground and move into another dimension. Now about that monster called dimensions, okay? Transitions, page three, transitions move us to a new dimension. Definition of dimensions. Anybody want to read, somebody read that. Okay, definition. What's the definition of a dimension? Somebody read, please. A way of expressing the place where assessing. I'm sorry. The way of assessing the place where we are in life, mm -hmm. going in circles or moving forward. Okay. Uh, a dimension. If I'm going to carpet this room, what do I need in order to go and purchase carpet? I need to. I need to know what is the length, what is the width, 
You understand what I'm saying? I need to know what the dimensions are, okay? Uh, if, uh, it, if you, it, it is our way where we assess where we are, the space that we are, okay? We do our assessing, okay? Uh, if, you're, if you're building a house or if you're renovating, okay? They give you a, a what do you call it, the blueprint? Okay, and the blueprint shows the dimensions. It doesn't give you the real picture, but you can look at the numbers and your numbers in your mind translates those numbers what two, two feet by four feet look like. Now, you're not gonna get two feet by four feet on the paper, you understand what I mean? But in your mind, you know what those dimensions look like, okay? And it carries over into your life. So, here, listen. I wanted, I wanted to share with you the different stages of dementia, okay? Now, if you are at zero dimension, this is, this is here we're going into math and physics and all that kind of stuff. You see the little boxes right there? Zero dimension is just a dot. It does not move, okay? It doesn't have a direction. It doesn't do anything. It means that you are just there. Anybody just ever been just there? You ever seen people that are just there? They're not going right, they're not going left, they're not going. I think it's safe to say this because, but I, we, we have a neighbor in our neighborhood. Um, and I, I think he'd be more of somewhere between zero and one. Wonderful person. Now watch it, wonderful person, watch this. But every day, he gets up and he walks down the street, walks to the store, and walks back. He doesn't work. If he say, well, hey, I'm just gonna give a hypothetical name. Hey, uh, Bobby, do you wanna do this? Nope. Okay, just walks up the street and walks down the street. And this is year in, year out, year in, year out, day in, day out. It's like ritual. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's lightning. I don't care if it's 100 degrees. He gets up, walks up the street, down the street, up the street, down the street. And it's like, it blows my mind when you, it's ever blow your mind when you see someone that's just one-dimensional, they're like, not going anywhere, not doing anything. I'm just, I'm just, y'all don't get it, right? Just existing. Just existing. Just existing. Not interested in anything. And you just say, God, what and what what do you what do you have to do to get a person interested in living? Okay? And then we get upset when God changes our circumstances. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's trying to catapult us into life. You understand what I mean? Into life. So the, so zero, zero dimension, one dimension is just a lie. It's not going anywhere. It doesn't have any direction. 
It doesn't have any depth. It doesn't have any structure. It's just there, okay? It's just a line. But it's something, it's a beginning, okay? Because if you go to the third dimension, I mean to the, to the second dimension, second dimension is that it has a form, but it's a form with no substance. It's flat. It's just like drawing a triangle on the wall, a square, a rectangle on the wall, okay? You can't put anything in it, okay? You can't move it, you can't play with it, because it's flat. You understand what I mean? It's just a picture. It's just, anybody know anybody like that? It's, it's just flat. It's just, you know, it doesn't have any substance. It, it doesn't contain anything. It just has a look about it. And you, you know from the look where it fits. You know, a three-year-old can tell you, that's a triangle, okay? That's a square. That's a circle, okay? That's what you call two-dimensional, okay? Now, three-dimensional is when you have lines, intersecting lines, and diagonal lines, you see that those diagonal lines? Indicating that this can be filled with something, that it can be moved around. Now, even though it's just a picture on the paper, but you know that this has dimension, this is three-dimensional. Okay, meaning that it can be touched, it can be handled, it can be filled, it can be moved. It's three-dimensional, okay? Now, has anybody ever been to a 3D movie? Okay, a 3D movie? A 3D movie is where one three-dimensional object, okay, and, a three, and, and, and when you're looking at a regular movie, you're looking at two dimensions, you're looking at a flat screen, you're on the outside of it. Three-dimensional is where you, it has depth, it has substance, but now they are giving you a pair of glasses that have created an alternate dimension that mixes in with the, with the three dimensions that brings you in. Instead of being outside of the picture, you are now inside of the picture, okay? So it's 3D. It's two three-dimensional screens pulled together into one, and it draws you in. That's what our culture looks like. It's three-dimensional. It draws you in whether you want to be in it or not. You're just in it, okay? And, you, and everything's coming at you. You're ducking, you know? The people are shooting at each other. You're ducking. Now they got the little glasses. What do they call those things? Huh? Where are they? Virtual reality, man. You just, you could get killed in one of those things. You know what I'm saying? You know, because they're like, on your eyes and the dimension, it feels like you're in it, even though you're not. Different between reality and illusion. Okay, I'm going somewhere, I promise you. Just, just let me lay some groundwork, okay? And the fourth dimension, form, substance, vision. Fourth dimension, man, it starts to get interesting, okay? Because first dimension is just Nothing's really there. Second dimension is just a flat dimension. Third dimension, it has form with substance, meaning that you can move it around or fill it up. But the fourth dimension is where it gets interesting because the fourth dimension has to do with time. I didn't write this, okay? And I don't understand it. But the fourth dimension has to do with space and time. 
So, meaning that if I were to tell you, there's a party going on on 2nd Street, and when you get to 2nd, you're going to make a right, and there's going to be a round building, and you're going inside the building, okay? Now, you have all those dimensions, right? But now you don't know what time the party is going to take place, okay? So the time tells you when a thing, the fourth dimension has to do with time. When, now that I'm in this, what are, what, are, what are my time restraints, okay? What time am I supposed to finish high school? What time am I supposed to graduate from college? By what age am I supposed to be married? You know, what age am I supposed to be a millionaire? How many days does it take to become successful? And so we're like fighting against this whole time zone. You're looking in the mirror, oh, gray hair. Oh, I'm getting older, time, time. Those are dimensions in your life, okay? So, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, am I, am I really 70? I don't feel 70. Who is this person in the mirror? Okay, I don't think that I'm 70, but because I have been, because I have been programmed that everything is connected to time, my culture has convinced me that I'm supposed to act, think, or look, or you understand what I'm saying, or even develop sicknesses. Okay, even not be able to be physical, even not can't do this, you know, because of time. Okay, oh, you're, you're 16 and you're trying to start a business? You're too young. It's not time for that. Who is to say? Who is to call my time? You know, I, I don't know what dimension of time I'm called to do anything unless I have been programmed or conditioned to think that I am a slave to time. Okay, you got it? So those are the dimensions, okay? Just nothing going on, you know, or either I'm just a flat surface, you know, with lines trying to be, trying to look like a square or look like a triangle, or either I have dimension and depth, or either I have dimension to depth and a time zone that I'm operating on. And that's where most of us live, in those places, okay? In fact, if you look below, you can go look at these uh, down at the bottom, I have the first dimension, second dimension, straight line, flat line, with the length and width and space. And then, but now, after you leave the fourth dimension, there is something that, again, you hear the Twilight Zone music. It's called the fifth dimension, okay? And the fifth dimension is the dimension that God is calling us to. All of us, he wants us to be comfortable to be able to come in and out of a fifth dimension where there is no time, only that which is eternal, to move beyond time. And our culture believes, makes us believe that we cannot live outside of time. But we don't understand that time is just a box that we're operating inside of, that we were created before the worlds were formed. We existed. God told Jeremiah before when he was a little, he said, God, I can't do this and I can't do that. Jeremiah once said, God says, I knew you before I put you in your mother's womb. And I called you to do such and such. Outside of time, he said, and then after I created you at the appointed time, I took you out of eternity and set you in time. And your job is 
if you want to know what your real calling is and what I'm really doing, don't ask inside of time. You have to step outside of time to find out what is the eternal plan. I know that I am. Am I, y'all, is somebody getting me? Okay. So how do I look at somebody and say, how do I step outside of time? How do I get into a fifth dimension? How do I do that? Look what it says. Let's go to the last page, and then we're going home, okay? It says, living in the fifth dimension. Number one, it defies the physical senses. Communications comes to us by spirit. When you live in a fifth dimension, don't try to smell it. Don't try to hear it. Don't try to say, if I listen to this philosopher, if I read that person, if I, you know what I mean, listen to this candidate, if I go to this doctor, blah, 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 then he's going to tell me this and he's going to do that. And this is good. You're trying to operate. You're trying to find out something that cannot be defined in time. It can only be defined by spirit. And you have to be comfortable moving out of time and letting your spirit give you information. Talk to yourself right now. Say, my spirit, y'all need to write this down, can give me information that my senses cannot give me. My five senses. That's your sight, your hearing. Your spirit is called intuition. It's called premonition. And I said, y'all never went to the party. Y'all never went to the party where everybody was having a good time, everybody's partying, blah, blah, blah. Something inside of you said, it's time to leave. Okay? And you're like, oh, no, be quiet, man. It's time to leave. And it got so strong that you just had to at least step outside. You know what I'm saying? And you saw Johnny and them leaving. You say, which way you going, dude? I'm going, oh, can, can I operate? Because something inside of you is telling you. That is not your five senses. You didn't smell nothing wrong. You didn't see nothing wrong. Soon as you get home, your phone is like blowing up. Soon as you get home, man, soon as you left. How did you know that? How did you know that? We know that by spirit. We know that by spirit. Can you repeat that with the, my spirit can give me? Can you repeat that again? What did I say? Somebody tell me what Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the thing that we don't do, we don't trust that, yeah. We don't trust it. We think we're tripping. Oh, he, yeah, that's not real. I'm just, I'm just sitting up here tripping. It ain't like that at all. Yes, it is. You better learn to listen. How do how you think your mama knew so much about what you were doing? spirit and not only did she know it she learned to trust it okay she learned to trust it the fifth dimension defies time we best step outside of time and see into the eternal realm 
The fifth dimension, it defies time. It's not bound by time. Now, has anybody ever been in prayer? Or just been in meditation, meaning that you just quiet yourself and just sat before the Lord, maybe at the beach, maybe sitting in your car, and you look down at the clock and say, whoa, I've been here for what, an hour, two hours? Where'd the time go? Because you left time. You left time. We are very capable of leaving time. And you don't need a mantra to do it. You don't need to get high to do it. You don't need to be drunk to do it. You don't. It's a natural gift inside of you that you can leave time if you practice leaving time. If you practice time with God, you can just do it. You can just sit there, you know. And I mean, I remember I was at the beach one time. And I just went to have this talk with God. I needed some information, okay? And I needed to hear what God had to say about my situation. And I'm walking up and down the beach, and I'm like walking. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm here. Speak up. I want to hear something from heaven. What should I do about such and such and such and such and such? Nothing, 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 nothing. I'm an hour later, man. I'm still walking around on the beach. Come on, God, where are you? You know, nothing, 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 nothing. So finally, I just gave up. I said, okay, I'm going. So I turn around the beach. I start walking down the beach back to my car. And all of a sudden, I saw a wave, and it jumped up. And that wave clapped his hand and said, hallelujah. I'm like, there you are. There you are. And God began to pour into me information, answers, Things that I didn't even ask him, he just all of a sudden just began to just pour out. And when the conversation was over, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what took you so long? Is that been down here? I said, how come you weren't talking to me earlier? He said, you're like a little spinning top with all your stuff. He said, I was just waiting for your top to stop. And a lot of times we don't hear God because we're spinning around. We got the music playing, we got people talking, we're chatting, we're this, we're instant messages, we're doing all kinds of stuff. And you want God to say, excuse me, excuse me, all you in your gear, can you just shut it down? He said, I'm not breaking in all that. I'm not a cheap date, okay? You got to come to me like who I am. I'm God. And so he was waiting for me so that he could take me out of time and show me things that I know not of that were in the eternal realm. Amen? It's a place of visions. The fifth dimension is a place where we have visions, dreams, imagination, and revelations. God is calling us to a higher dimension. And a higher dimension always begins with the transition. Jeremiah says, I'm having a friend calling me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. The second one, scripture. Somebody read that second scripture. What does it say? You will dry up and die without a vision. And if this nation doesn't get a vision of where we're going, it's going to continue to spiral down in chaos. 
You think the climate, all this drought and one place and flooding in another, you think all that stuff is just accidental and incidental? Okay, it is God's response to our rebellion. Okay? It really is. Even the earth is like saying, no, we are not having it. Now, and then Habakkuk, I wish I could preach in any one of these. Habakkuk, someone read the next one. Real loud. Yet for an appointed time. When God shows you something, write it down. Because it's going to come to pass when you know it's God. And what I love, and, and if you go back and read this, go back and read that when you have Habakkuk too. Because it says, the just shall live by. Y'all know what y'all are going to say next. The just shall live by. Huh? No. The just shall live by their faith. Whatever faith is in you, that's what you're going to have to live by. If it ain't no real faith in you, then hey, you're going down with the masses. So a lot of people say, the just shall live by faith. No, the just shall live by their faith. So we have to build up our faith. And when we learn how to leave the natural realm and walk into the eternal realm, then it builds our faith. Because we begin to see God in a whole nother light. We begin to see the possibilities, the potential, the creativity. Our imagination soars. Okay? We understand the crazy stuff that's going around us that doesn't make any sense. Even if we don't tell anybody. It ain't like we don't, we don't know. Y'all might be surprised, but I'm not. Because I, my faith allows me access into a fifth dimension. You want, a, you want creative ideas? So, and this is what I don't understand. People create music, and so what they do is sit around and listen to other people's music. That's crazy. So what you gonna do, a little bit of this, a little bit of this? The best thing for you to do is not to listen to anybody's music. And I'm just, I'm talking about across the board for any kind of creative thing. But go into the fifth dimension and hear what God has for you. You want a great idea? Don't sit looking. And let me see what songs was doing. Let me see what songs was doing. Forget all that. You need to quiet yourself and step into that, step off that road and say, God, what do you have for me? Oh, listen, if you, have, if you just learn how to drive in your car with, let me tell you something, I'm going to tell you how programmed you are. We've got, we have a generation that cannot stand quiet and isolation. If you learn how to ride in your car with the radio off, you're terrified to turn your cell phone off. My husband's guilty. You turn your phone off. I say, yeah, I'm in here talking to God. You mind? I was trying to reach you. Well, hey. Okay, what would you have done 20 years ago when there wasn't no cell phone? You wait till you got home. But don't be afraid to turn that stuff off. Hey, either God is watching your kids or he ain't. Either he's got your wife or he's not. We got to learn how to make room for God to talk to us. You know, even if it's in the bathroom, in the shower, anywhere, make room for God to talk to us. Finally, and this is a whole message. Then Gabriel said to me, do not fear Daniel. 
For the first day you set your heart to understand, God heard your words, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of Persia withstood me 21 days. Will somebody just open that up as I close? Because this is, this is a deep one here. Daniel went on a 21-day fast, and we, we kind of copy him nowadays, called a Daniel fast, even though, you know, we're playing. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel, 10th chapter. And call uh, the 13th. There with me? Okay. Uh, it says, as soon as I heard you, God, God, he heard you. God said, what did, what did, what did Jeremiah say? He said, if you call on me, I will answer you. So God promises to answer. He said, I heard you, but your question was so deep that the prince of Persia said, oh, I can't, I can't let him have an answer to this. You know, this is, he don't need this kind of information. Okay, so they tried to stop him. Remember that? Okay. It says, the prince uh, of the Persian kingdom, mine says Persian kingdom, well, it says the prince of Persia, which is the devil, resisted me for 21 days. Everybody got that? Okay. Here's the deep part. Hmm. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Okay? So there was a spiritual battle going on over what was being dropped into your mind. Nobody heard that. There was a spiritual battle going on over what God was trying to put into Daniel's spirit, what he was, was trying to be revealed to Daniel. Don't think that the devil, there's not a fight concerning what God wants you to know and what he wants you to do. There's a battle. Okay? There's a battle. Then it goes on to say this. And one of the chief princesses came to help me. Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Because I was detained there, deterred, detained there by, anybody have to say the kings of Persia? Kings? Plural? I'm looking for the plural. plural. How many has plural? Plural? Okay, it's plural. In the Hebrew, it's plural. How many have plural? One? Yeah, you have plural. You have plural, 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 plural. The kings of Persia. That's the deep one. Meaning that these are spirits that would visit leaders over the generations. Does anybody get that? These are spirits that would be set in kings and rulers over the generations, and all of them got together to stop Gabriel from talking to Daniel. So this stuff is generational. What, what God is going to reveal is going to affect generations and leadership for generations. I know that's, that's a message. That's all a separate thing. It said, but the kings of Persia, generations. Are at stake here. Generations. Someone is, yes, go ahead. You got it loud. Yeah, okay. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against Prince, uh, Ephesians 6, principalities and powers and rulers in high places, right? Right? So these rulers, they rule in the spiritual realm. 
And each time a king or president or leader is elected, one of these spirits actually comes to indwell that leader. If that leader is not covered by the blood, those, those generational demons, okay, or generational rulers take possession of Hitler, of Mussolini, of so-and-so. I, I don't. No, that's me. I'm talking about the past. We're talking about history. We don't know. But do you hear what I'm saying? They are there waiting for the generation and the leader that's going to be raised up in that generation. Does that make any sense to me? Okay. To, to possess them and the people around them. Because a lot of rulers are not on the throne, but they control the throne. They are industrial leaders. They're economic leaders. You know, they're names that you never heard of, like the Koch brothers. Yeah, they're pulling the purse strings. Okay? So all these have to do. He says, but the demons behind them, they came to stop Gabriel from coming down because Daniel asked a profound question about the culture and about the government and about things to come. And God wanted to write it through Daniel, which he did. Okay? But Daniel sought him. Daniel went on a fast. He ate no pleasant thing. He separated himself from his cell phone, from appointments and all that kind of stuff and music and all that because he wanted to know what God had to say to him. I'm done. I want to say, no, no, I'm done. I want to say that I've, which is the best thing that has ever happened to me because it has caused me to fast. It has caused me to pray. It has caused me to realize that doctors are not my solution, that God is, you know. So I'm saying that I have been going through a physical transition so that God could impart some things to me that I might not have stopped to listen to. And so a lot of times God will shut things down in your life, okay? And it's a transition because he has something for you. In this place, things are changing. You see them before their eyes, they're changing. But it's okay because either it's God's church or it's not. Okay? Okay? So give your leaders an opportunity to grow, to fail, to make mistakes, to get better. Okay? And know that that's what transition is all about. It's not about buildings. It's about people. Okay? So you can... And also, the other thing is, too, it's really about relationships. Because when relationships get difficult, if we say, okay, I'm going to go to the next relationship. What? How crazy is that? You know? There's still relationships. It still has challenges. So as you, so I just want to say it as a footnote, but Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that we will learn to live in a fifth dimension, Father, a dimension outside of time. We will be willing to make the sacrifices that it, that's required 
for us to walk in a new place. That, Lord, you will take away the fear, Father, and the anxiety that comes with change, Father. And you would give us the strength, Father, the strength, Father, to just be willing, Lord, to go there outside of time, Father. Outside of time, Father, to reveal to us, Father, to make us better, to make us new. Lord, I thank you right now that we are not a victim, Father, of how young we are or how old we are, Father, or anything in between, Father. But Lord, you know the seasons that you have for us. You know the appointed time, Father, because it's already been written in heaven. So Father, give us the courage, Father, to be who we are at every age that we are, Father, and be our best and not wait for tomorrow or wait for things to come, but live in the now. So I bless you and I praise you in Jesus' name, amen.